Welcome to the Drinking with Gin podcast. I'm your host, Ginny Preem. I'm that friend that you can chat with about anything. Relationships, career, travel, fashion, with zero judgment. This is a space where we will navigate struggles and celebrate triumphs and share some laughs along the way. This is your new favorite community that you didn't even know you needed in your life. I'm a speaker, author, and master certified professional coach. I call you, my friends, gems, because this is where we can all shine our brightest. And now that you're in the circle, you and all of the other gems can tune in for relatable, real talk. Hey, gems. It is so great to be back here with you this week on the Drinking with Gin podcast. I'm your host, Ginny Preem. I am so incredibly excited about this week. I could scream. Buckle up because you are in for a real treat. We have our first guest joining us today in this community. And we are going to be serving up some good stuff in our chat today. I'll introduce our guest in just a little bit. But first, what are you drinking during today's episode? Whatever it is, I hope it's a tasty one today. Normally, I would share what I'm drinking today, but instead, I get to tell you what we're drinking. You know I love a reason to celebrate, and having our first guest join us is certainly a great reason to do so. With that, we are back to drinking bubbles. Cheers to our first guest on the Drinking with Gin podcast. I have to tell you, it feels so good to have a real live gem in the studio with me today. And this one is a real rare, super shiny, sparkly, beautiful gem inside and out. Our first guest is my dear friend and my publisher, Lindsay Bednar. Lindsay, do you want to quickly say hello to all of our gems out there before I give you a more proper introduction? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Hello to all the gems out there, and I could not be more excited about this podcast. This has been a long time coming, in my opinion. So Lindsay has been pushing me to do a podcast. I would say maybe not pushing, encouraging me to do a podcast for at least a year. All right. Lindsay is not just my dear friend and publisher. She is a wife, a mom, a sister, a daughter, a business owner. She is so many things to so many people. Did I miss anything that you feel important to share? Well, that pretty much covers it. I would maybe add a really good dancer, although my children would definitely disagree. (laughs) You love to break out your dance moves to embarrass them? I really do, and they tolerate it at best. I love that. Okay, Lindsay, so far in our chats in previous episodes, we've been talking a lot about firsts. 
I have shared a couple of things that I was first in my family to either do or not do. I shared about my first car, a sweet Honda Civic with a spoiler, my first kiss in junior high, and the first chapter of my book, which you had a huge part in uh, making that come to life, my book, You're My Favorite. Today, I'd like for us to talk about connection, something I'm really passionate about, and specifically for us, the first time we connected. I am being intentional in using the word connected or connection because to me, that's very different from the first time meeting someone. I'll be curious to see if we have a similar experience or if they're completely different. We'll explore that in more depth shortly, but in the spirit of sharing firsts, do you have any fun first stories that you'd like to share? Well, going off of you sharing your first kiss in a previous episode, um, that definitely sparked some memories for me. And I have a very clear memory of my first real kiss. And it was in sixth grade. We were at a boy-girl birthday party at a hotel. And we were playing spin the bottle. And I had a boyfriend at the time. And but we were all engaged in, in playing spit in the bottle. And, and you know how the game works. If the bottle lands on you, you engage in a kiss, whether you're with the person or not. So the birthday girl, who, by the way, was gorgeous and uh, just that kind of girl in school that all the boys kind of wanted to be next to. And so she spun the bottle and it, of course, landed on my boyfriend. So they shared a kiss and we went around the circle and continued to play. Um, the next time it came to her, it also landed on my boyfriend. And so me getting upset because I hadn't even kissed him yet, uh, started to walk away. And I was walking out of the room and he caught up to me and he held my hand and he said, let's go for a walk. So we walked around the hotel he shared with me that it, he was playing the game. It didn't mean anything, whatever. It was super, super sweet. And we got to some hallway around a corner and stopped and he kissed me and it was super sweet. And I wrote about it in my diary. I still have that diary today. So that was my first kiss. Oh my gosh. I love that. A spin the bottle story turned sweet. It was, and uh, it's funny that I watched my boyfriend kiss before I had my first kiss with him that night, but I suppose that's adolescence in a nutshell. Thank you for sharing that. That is so fun. Again, that probably brings many of you gems back to thinking about your first kiss. Um, and I just love, will you, would you share what his name is? Can you share? Oh, I will. I'm still friends with him today, and his beautiful wife, Sarah, his name is Jim, and uh, yeah, we were in sixth grade and he was a sweetheart and is a loving husband now and has little girls. So uh, shout out to Jim for my first kiss. Well, Jim sounds like a gem. Thank you for sharing that. And I love that you two are still connected. Shall we dive into the first time we connected and how we connected? I would love to. All right, so I'll give a little backstory. I am friends with Lindsay's sister, Kristen. Would you say she's your 
much older sister? I would say much, much older sister. Um, no, she's uh, she's my older, extremely accomplished, like go-getter, perfectionist, wonderful sister. Um, but I always like to tease people that they get Chris first, and it is um, 1.0 of our family, and then and it upgrades to 2.0. So Ginny's just gotten into 2.0. Shout out to Chris. Love you. Yes, huge shout out to Chris. She is amazing. We actually met, so Kristen and I met at a wedding, and we were the two single ladies there, which made us connect immediately. We became fast friends. Lindsay and I met briefly here and there at a couple of different social events, mainly, I think, at Kristen's birthday parties. Well, I'm telling Kristen about, and by the way, Kristen knows all of the details of my story, like in real life, while things were happening. So all of the things that I share in You're My Favorite, she was living them with me in real time. So after everything happens, I'm telling her, and we probably were walking around one of the lakes, that's often how we connect in Minneapolis, and I'm telling her about how I have this idea to share my story and publish this book. I'd already started putting pen to paper and was writing any free moment I had in between, uh, you know, work and flying all around. So Kristen is like, I have to introduce you to my sister, Lindsay. She introduces us and then we meet up for coffee at a coffee shop in Blaine, Minnesota. Do you remember that? I absolutely do. Like it was yesterday. Well, it wasn't yesterday. It was exactly three years ago yesterday. Stop it. Was it really yesterday? I looked it up. I have a photo documenting it. It was August 19th, 2019. Wow. Well, that's very much how we operate is everything is pretty much aligned and we just kind of gravitate towards each other right when we need to. So that's amazing. We're at the coffee shop. We start chatting and I felt at that time that we connected almost immediately. Even though we had met multiple times, there was this instant connection. So Lindsay, you asked if I could, if you could read some of what I had written and I remember feeling so nervous, so exposed, and so vulnerable. You were the first person that I allowed to actually read any of the manuscript that I had started. And I'm sitting across this table from you on pins and needles, watching you read the words on my computer screen. I might have even been holding my breath. <laughs> and then you started laughing at something which really broke the ice for me and started nodding your head. And I think that's when I let out a big exhale or at least started breathing again. I don't know. Do you remember this moment? I would love to hear if you're, you know, what your experience was like of how we first connected. Of course I remember. And I knew we had met at several events prior, and I knew enough about you to know that you were very accomplished, you were very intelligent, and you were funny. And Chris had always spoke very highly of you, but 
when we sat down that day and you told me your story, uh, before I even read anything, when you were t sharing your story with me, it absolutely got me. And I knew if this story were to become a book that it would be a page turner. But what was even more than that is it wasn't salacious. It wasn't with the intention of vengeance. It was clear from the beginning that your intentions were about empowerment and getting out of victim mentality and understanding how the universe works for you and things just don't happen to you, it works for you. So in addition to you being crystal clear on your intention from that first day, we then I looked at your manuscript and you have something what I talk about with authors that, you know, basic writers, they tell a story. Good writers, they show. But great writers make the audience feel. And although I hadn't been in your same shoes before, I could feel what you, the protagonist, was going through. And I could insert myself so easily into the action. And so the combination of who you were, what your intention was, your writing style, uh, I was like, can we start this like yesterday or what's the hold up? Okay, so I'm on the verge of tears right now, sitting next to someone talking about me like that. And when I use the word connection, this is what I mean by it. We have those people in our lives that, and, and this is interesting that you just use these words to describe writing. I use these words to describe connection. We have those people and friends in our lives that we know see us, hear us, and understand us. And I feel like that's what really connected us right away is that we understood each other without even really having to say too many words. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, from the beginning, so Ginny and I will often text each other unagi. So if you are fans of the Friends show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's basically like this sixth sense that you have with someone um, where you, you're on the same page. And for whatever reason, from that first meeting, it was really clear that we were on the same page. And when I set out to do, um, to publish full time, one of my intentions was, one of my biggest intentions was that I wanted books to be intentional and to be rooted in development or good intentions um, about whether it is uh, uplifting people with nostalgia, good feels, empowerment, inspiration, and so all of what she was sharing in her story and what she wanted her readers to walk away feeling immediately aligned with me. In addition to that, just as a human, Ginny, you're like our humor, our conversations have never skipped a beat. And so it was an easy yes from the first meet. All right. Well, I shouldn't be surprised that this went uh, deeper, faster than I thought that it was going to, um, but certainly no surprise. We love a good kumbaya moment. In fact, that's usually about 
how I would describe each one of our sessions during the publishing process started. Either the first 15 minutes were like therapy for me. We would be laughing, crying. I like to joke that at one point I made Lindsay blush on camera during one of our meetings. So we became fast friends. And like she said, haven't missed a beat. We have not skipped a beat. I do often uh, threaten her husband that he's going to lose the first spot in her favorites on her phone because she has moved to number one in mind. So that just tells you what a bond you can form with somebody that you are on the same vibration with uh, so quickly. You mentioned at the time that you were just moving into this full-time publishing. You were kind of dabbling at the time. When we sat down in that coffee shop in August of 2019, you were still teaching full-time. Teachers, oh my gosh, we need teachers. Teachers, I feel like, are some of the most underrated people out there. So thank you to all of our teachers. Just a quick shout out. And you had already published two of your own books, children's books. And I remember you telling me at the time that you thought I should try to get with a big publishing company. But if I got exhausted of that process, you really wanted to work with me on my book. Well, later that year, I ended up getting discouraged by words that a couple of people had said to me. And I kind of put my book away on the proverbial shelf. I came back to it nearly two years later when I was guided strongly in a direction that pushed me to finish the book. For whatever reason, at that moment, even though Lindsay and I hadn't been keeping in consistent contact, there was zero question in my mind that I was going to publish with you. In the meantime, you had transitioned from teaching to publishing full-time. Will you share with our GEMS that process and kind of how you made that transition, what you went through? Yeah, and it's so interesting you say that um, I initially encouraged you to pursue the big publishing houses, and I don't doubt that for a second. At that time, I was still teaching, and I hadn't grown into both who I am today, but as into the awareness that I have of the publishing industry. And so I would give very different advice today for a myriad of reasons. Um, But I think at that time, that is what I still considered to be the be all end all. And I've very much since changed my stance. Uh, That can be for a whole other day. So when I decided to leave teaching, it was a number of things that really lined up my next venture for me. I had a mentor when I was teaching who saw me in a leadership role, and for the first time, I began to see the potential beyond um, what I was currently doing. And again, that is that is nothing um, against the teaching field. I have so much respect. It is just I had an innate desire to have this creative outlet that I wasn't getting in my current position. So it was partly because I had somebody in my career that saw me. Um, I also did an activate course with uh, a friend of both of ours, um, Vanessa Files, who helped me 
do a lot of inner work, move past a lot of my blocks, and realize what it was I ultimately wanted to do. In addition to that, it was the spring of 2020 when our whole entire world imploded, and we all had time to sit at home and really think more about what it was that we wanted to do and reprioritize things. So that was really the, the those three things that contributed to me finally saying, you know, teaching has been great and publishing is where I'm going from here. Well, I can't tell you how thankful I am that you went on that journey. Because like I said, I could not have imagined publishing my book and bringing the story to life with anyone else besides Lindsay. One of the things that I will say during that process, you know, I mentioned earlier, I think in a previous episode that I'm a little bit like an m M&M. I've got this little hard outer coating, but I promise I'm soft and melty on the inside. And we'd be going through the publishing process and, you know, the writing and the editing and she would stretch me in ways that I needed to be stretched, particularly as it pertains to being vulnerable. I would think that I was opening up and being as vulnerable as I could. And she would say, no, more, no, more. So we connected for the first time in August, three years ago. We started publishing our first book together one year ago in August. And today, here we are in August, recording our first podcast together. Isn't that something? That's wild. I had no idea the timeline until you just started laying it out and also doesn't really surprise me with us. So what do you think that we might be doing together next August? Well, if I have anything to say about it, we will be on book two, uh, in addition to cheersing over a multitude of podcasts and speaking engagements that you are often running on uh, and just enjoying more time together, which is one of my favorite things. I love that. We could have a whole nother podcast on love languages. You and I talk about that often. Well, Gems, here's what I can tell you is if you have a story to share, have ever thought about or are thinking about publishing a book, I am telling you, Lindsay Bednar is the best person to go through that process and on that journey with. She supported me and pushed me in all of the best ways throughout the process. Lindsay, if someone is interested in working with you, how do they find you to connect? So you can find me on Instagram. I have Rodney K. Press profile as well as Al Bednar. Both of those will have a link tree where you can book a call and connect with me there. Um, and I'm on Facebook, although not as regularly. So best ways to book a call, come to my website, and I would love to hear whatever it is you're working on and what story you have to share. We all have a story to share. So if you're ready, I encourage you to reach out to Lindsay. Again, that's Lindsay Bednar and Rodney K. Press. Gems, that was such a fun episode, having our first guest on Drinking With Gin. I cannot imagine having a better first guest than my dear friend and publisher, Lindsay. What a great chat. It was a blast connecting with Lindsay and all of you gems. I can't wait to see you all next week. Oh, you gems. That was so much fun. 
Thank you for listening and tuning in to Drinking with Gin. I have enjoyed connecting with you. And if you loved this episode, I need you to please go subscribe, rate, and leave a review for Drinking with Gin. And then to stay connected with me, head over to my Instagram. My handle is Ginny Prem. I can't wait to chat again with you gems next week.